Yeah. Okay, I'm definitely cutting all of that out. <laughs> That's... <laughs> Welcome to Wizard Opinions, where we're racist. Yeah, hey, Rajiv, why don't you check out my latest podcast? Never mind. I just remembered I slandered your race, so probably don't <laughs> want you to hear that. <laughs> Hi everyone, this is Jesse. Thanks for listening to Wizard Opinions. We have a little bit of a low audio quality this time, but since we haven't recorded in so long, I really wanted to get an episode out, so I cleaned it up as best as I can, but I hope you enjoy. This is just me and Mark Park catching up. Have fun. So how's it going? It's uh, it's been a bit. Yeah, man. I haven't talked to you in so long. It's been like a couple over, days. Over Over two days. Yeah. So, uh, my wife and I recently took a trip to Pensacola, and randomly driving back through Mississippi, ran into Mr. Mark Park. Yeah, that was pretty amazing, huh? What a dink! You're living off in California now. And you're living in Austin now. Austin, Texas, man. That was a, that was a rough, that was a rough ride. It was a long trip. I drove all the way to Pensacola and back. Oh, but that's enough about me, Mark. How are you? I'm doing. I was in Nashville. I was in um, Louisiana. I was in Hattiesburg for a morning. So I was actually within a few miles from every one of these podcaster buddies. Every <laughs> wizard around here. Yeah. D- what weird coincidence? Tell us what you found out about the secret li- relationship between you and Kyle. So I was. Um, if you're legally allowed to share that information. I was in Nashville, and I knew what building did, and my mom actually worked in the same building, so she wanted to show up top top floor and look out and see the view of downtown Nashville. So I went up there, I was looking at the view, and and then went down to her floor where he works, and I texted Kyle, and he got back to me later and said, "Wait, where where were you? What floor were you on?" And it was the same floor as the floor I toured. And I guess he's been working with my mom for a year and a half, and we never knew. So I was within probably 50 feet of his body. That's so wild to me. And didn't see him, but I could <laughs> have. Well, I drove through Hattiesburg, and I didn't see Alex, so fair enough. Hattiesburg and didn't so it's a- You are breaking up quite a bit. Oh, dang. We are going in and out and in and out. My little Skype bar is yellow. Okay. I'm cutting off the Wi-Fi and going pure cellular. In my experience, that works better. Here, here. Here, here? I can hear. Hello? Yeah. So. Welcome to Wizard Opinions, where we try to hear each other for 10 minutes before starting a podcast. (laughs) Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Hey, can you hear me now? It doesn't work for Verizon anymore. Oh. In, in a wise, uh, uh, smarty pants uh, bit of hiring, I think it's uh, Sprint hired him to uh, come do their commercials. So now instead of walking around saying, can you hear me now? He's walking around with the Sprint logo going, I can hear you now. <laughs> it's the smarmiest, dumbest thing I've ever seen. And it makes me want to switch to Sprint. Just for that. Yeah, just like, man, that's that's real stupid. But I'll give it to you. Good idea. I guess his contract was up. And so he, yeah, he probably had some kind of non-compete clause because 
you know, those Verizon Can You Hear Me Now commercials are like 10 years old. Yeah, and it probably just expired, and he got snatched up and sprinted over to another company. That reminds me, there was a PlayStation spokesperson, like they even had a fake name for, like a fake name and a fake position at Sony. Uh, I forget his name, but uh, it was this blonde, like middle-aged guy, and he was supposed to be like a VP of something or another at PlayStation in the commercials, and he would walk around and talk about how great Playstations are. Well, he was like a well-known commercial actor, so he, like a PlayStation commercial would come on, and the very next commercial would be Firestone Tires, and he's in that commercial too. <laughs> so uh, a funny thing that happened was he didn't sign any sort of non-compete clause with Sony. So the second he stopped making PlayStation commercials, he started. Uh, Microsoft hired him to make Xbox commercials, <laughs> and Sony tried to sue him and all this kind of stuff, like or tried to sue. You know, they tried to sue the actor. Like, you can't be a spokesperson for us on them. And he's like, I'm not. I my name isn't in any of your commercials. I am not a spokesperson for you. I am a actor hired to play a part that you created. I hold no position with Sony. So you would see a commercial that's like, so-and-so, vice president of Sony Gamer Interactive nonsense. And then two seconds later, it would be the same actor just trashing Sony in a Microsoft. <laughs> it was really, really funny. That's great. It was a nice little knife between the ribs from Microsoft. So those, those are the two times I've seen that. <laughs> as long as there's not a little Australian lizard, you know, talking about Allstate or State Farm or something. Yeah, can we talk about that? When did he go from being Australian to being Cockney? I don't know, that's all. He went from Crocodile Dundee to Dick Van Dyke and Mary Poppins, and I don't know when that happened. Well, hello, 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 would you like some insurance? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that whole conversation was just a ploy to get you to do voices. <laughs> that's all I want to hear. Well, how you doing, governor? Would you like a little car insurance, would you? <laughs> I would. Suddenly my wallet's coming out of my pocket. You can save over $15 or whatever. <laughs> whatever. It doesn't matter, does it? Yeah, what about what? You're saving money. What What does it matter how much? Oh man, my accents have gone down the toilet, Mark. I don't talk to people in person anymore. I think that's what's wrong. You can't text in accents. Yeah, you can't text and email in accents. I, I haven't had conversations with real people in a long time. What seems to be your problem, sir? Okay. Do you want me to add some okay. more development to this program? Well, that's actually that's the voice I read most of the emails I receive in. <laughs> I'm still like I like I mentioned to you the other day, I'm still paying off my trip to Los Angeles last year, so Oh my goodness. Stuff keeps coming up. That's what that's that's life, man. You think, "Oh, I'm going to spend some money and then I'll just make it up in the next few months and then uh then uh, stuff doesn't work out like that, does it?" Or years. Or years. Yeah, I'm just four quick years of college and I'll probably have that paid off in like 2 years. <laughs> of course, well, you you paid off your student loans way earlier than I did. Yeah, I paid off mine. You paid off yours pretty quickly. I always respected that about you. I was like, man, he, he has his life under control. I don't know what I'm doing. Uh -huh. Well, I Buying was virtual reality living headsets. very <laughs> frugally. <laughs> you did. Um, but now I'm married and have them again. Yeah, that's the way it works. But yeah, it's, it's better to be married 
with student loans than not and without them. In my opinion. Oh, man. All these negatives are throwing me off. I don't actually know what you just said. You said you're happy. I I think that's what you said. I said I'm happy. Colon, open parentheses. No, close parentheses. (laughs) So what's what's been going on, man? Tell, Tell me a story. What's been going on out in L.A.? Or in Nashville, or in Mark Part's heart. <laughs> well, the 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 main story I was thinking of was going to Nashville to visit and seeing everybody. Um, let me think of another story. That's really good. Now that now that I live really far away from my family, I I over the weekend I was visiting my father in Pensacola. It really is a strain living living very far away from your family. You know it. it it just is. There's no way around it. It just makes you... It's like just a little piece of guilt constantly sitting on my shoulder that I haven't seen my family in two two or three months. But at the same time, it's like, well, if I lived close to you, I would probably have to live with you because I would not have a job. So... <laughs> that's what we Well, there's always do, your favorite company, Deloitte, if you want to go back there, so... What's that? <laughs> I said, if you are anyone... In- what? I said, there's always your favorite company, Deloitte, if you ever want to go back. There's not, though. That that offer oh, really? shut down about six months after I left. You're breaking up really bad now. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Deloitte is no longer in Hattiesburg. That company, uh, that office closed down shortly after I left, like six or seven months. Dang. Yeah, once I, once I left, it just all fell apart. I was I was the cornerstone over there. It just all came unglued. Has they should have to given do you that raise, Dan. Say that again? They should have given you that raise. Should have given me that raise. Now they have to move their entire office to Orlando to a 5,000-person building they built explicitly for the purpose of moving the office. It's all my fault. Yeah, dumb. Orlando seems to be exploding right now with technology jobs. I know a bunch of people that have moved to Orlando and are moving to Orlando, including Kyle Mathis. Yeah. I, I, um, Orlando's really popping. <laughs> so uh i'm i'm gonna run some production notes by you on, on a on a show i recently went to and uh, see, okay. see if i can get your opinion on it okay by recently i mean three months ago okay can you hear me yeah okay so um i went to a live high school performance of the harry potter musical <laughs> Okay. And I wanted to mention this in front of Kyle because I know he and his wife are crazy about Harry Potter. You're a Harry Potter person, right? Yeah. So, I don't know much about Harry Potter, but watching this stage play, I was like, "Mm, I don't think this is a J.K. Rowling joint. I don't think this is, I I don't think this has the uh, stamp of uh, stamp of approval. This is not an official representation of Harry Potter. There's a lot of swearing. Uh, There was... (laughs) The first, like, main theme of... And actually, the main theme of the whole musical focused around everyone singing, This is Totally Lit. <laughs> which doesn't strike me as a, a turn of phrase JK would old JK would approve of. So, right off the bat, I was like, okay, so this is not... Turns out it was written by some person in Chicago, like, a bunch of students at the University of Chicago or something like that. So, we can blame them. And uh, so, I will say... the actual performance of the students was great like i was legitimately impressed the singing 
They did a fantastic job. I mean, I was in several high school musicals, and those did not go well at all. Like, But this one, the choreography was good. The singing was good. It's just, man, boy, howdy, did they pick a, a real piece of trash to put on stage. <laughs> oh, man. The play itself was really garbage. And, um, but they did such a – it's so strange because it it's one of those things where – as a 30-year-old man, I can look at that and go, oh, that's garbage. But as a, you know, a, a teen, I could have maybe seen myself looking about that, looking at that and saying, oh, this might be cool. You know what I mean? Yeah, and you read the first three pages because that's as much as you're going to actually read yeah, for and, schoolwork. And, and he like, memorizes like their the lines first, anyway. I like the first three pages. Yeah, the first three pages. That's the first three pages, last ten pages, and then you know the whole book, right? Yeah, right. So, like, oh, it's Harry Potter. There's some cussing in it. Oh, that's that's lit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I was pretty impressed with the effects too, in the sense that they did have a big paper mache dragon head that they had made, and it shot steam out of the nostrils. So there's a part where Harry Potter defeats the dragon by playing a song on his uh, a love song on his acoustic guitar. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, which was pretty funny. So it's, they slide this pa- big paper mache dragon head out of uh, out of the curtains on a really well built, like interesting set. And then, uh, so he defeats the dragon with music. And during the whole thing, I'm looking up there, like, wow, this these effects are really cool. They have the smoke. Uh, there's there's like little bats on strings flying around. There's the band is like recessed into the setting. This is really cool. And then they, he kept going, and then I was like, man, they are really overdoing it with these bats. It doesn't even make sense for bats to be in the scene. I mean, it's not like a castle or something like that. Turns out there were actually live bats that lived in the theater, and the smoke upset them a whole lot. So the dragon came out. I guess this is the first time they'd done it, and filled the whole top of the theater with smoke. And now there's bats flying around attacking the children, and they had to flee the stage. <laughs> and and that was pretty great. That was totally worth the price of admi- admission to see a bunch of kids on stage get attacked by bats. Eventually, the bats calmed down after about thirty or forty seconds, and the and the show continued. But <laughs> that was that was really a hundred percent what I was there for. Would go again, guarantee a bat attack, and you will see me in that in that theater every single night. Because oh, wow. we haven't done this podcast in a long time, man. I'm um, sorry, listeners. Yeah, so sorry, listeners. Apologize for nonsense. Can we come up with a? Can we come up with a story? We'll see. What's our story? Have I been in rehab or something? Can we come <laughs> wizards up? are really tricky people. We yeah, just go away and come back. You know, we years were later. dragged into an alternate that we were attacked by bats that drug us into an alternate dimension. You're Truth a is, wizard, Harry. We've all just been incredibly busy. That's that's actually the truth. I've had big projects. You've been transitioning to new new projects. Kyle's getting ready to move to Orlando. His wife's graduating. Alex became a full-fledged, honest-to-goodness dentist, which I need to schedule a root canal with him. Just one? No, about five. But they <laughs> recommend you take them one at a time. And uh, this is not a joke. I was at the dentist recently. Uh, so I'm going to get my uh, dental information forwarded to Alex, and he is going to begin the long process of rebuilding my mouth. That's kind of cool, though. It is cool. Um, because if I'm going to give the money to somebody, I'm gonna, I am gonna—I want to give it to him. Right, he can do some 
wizardly things with it. Exactly. But I also did confirm over the weekend that uh, when I was talking to my dad, he does indeed have no teeth. He had all of his teeth removed when he was about 37. So he does not have any teeth. They are more or less permanent dentures is what he has now. Hmm. So are they like sewn into his jaw? No, I think they're glued there in some like more permanent way. I think it's just the way he explained it to me. He is like, I I never take them out. I just don't take them out. They're more or less permanent just because he chooses not to remove them. Hmm. Okay. So as long as he doesn't eat any solvent or, or gooby gone, (laughs) (laughs) because it's fine. And he told me, I was like, I was just jokingly like, yeah, my teeth are crap. I'll probably have to do the same thing one day. And he was like, seriously, don't do it. Like, fight as hard as you can to keep he's like i was dirt poor when i decided to do it so i didn't really have a choice but if you can keep your teeth as long as you can hmm. he was like we have bad teeth so one day it's gonna happen but hang on to them as long as you can i was like oh okay hmm. and the, the well, one thing that sold it on um, that's good advice I the suppose. one thing that sold it he to knows. me was he said you will never enjoy fried chicken the same way again the feeling of like the texture and feeling of using your real teeth to tear meat off of bone is something he does not have anymore and cannot oh. have because like he has the fake teeth, but they're not part Attached. of his body. You know, they're like a thing. Yeah. And I'd never thought of it. Like you don't think of your teeth that way. Like more or less, I I, I would never think of dentures as like a prosthesis. Yeah. And that's what they are. Goodness. Pretty cool though. That it's possible to have dentures Say rather than just ha- it's it's better to that I mean it's cool that you can have dentures at all like it's possible yeah but he explained it to me that way and he's like you don't think of your teeth as a part of your body the same way you do an arm or as a leg but you would think of say I don't know your fingernails that way or something you know I I could give up toenails um oh man I could so give up toenails. I, you know, you have to cut them and then they get like kind of overgrown and feel like they're infected or something. And then they're like, it looks like my wife was attacked by Wolverine if I don't um, cut them at night. (laughs) I'll get in in bed some nights and it's just, and then my wife needs to bandage her legs up. Oh man. I always, I always get that early. My early warning system is my toenails don't grow evenly. So it's when I can feel them catching on the sheets at night Ugh. when I know. It's time again. Yep. Get out, um, get out the yard shears. Yep. Okay, so are we going to talk about Suicide Squad now or should we just talk about it later? Well, I haven't seen it. I don't know anything about it. I know it's out. I know it's not getting good reviews. Have you seen it? No, I'm seeing it tomorrow. Mm. Um, looking forward to it, um, but I hear it's it's not that great. I um, On the plane home a couple of days ago, I watched Batman vs. Superman for the first time. <laughs> and I was, I've heard such terrible things about that movie that I was expecting a one, and I got a five, so it, it impressed me. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> so it was like, oh, it's not that bad. But I think it was just my expectations were so low. Um, but what they're saying about Suicide Squad is that 
they watched it and people they basically rewrote a lot of it or reshot a lot of it as a response to BVS, right? Yeah. So they like they sh- they edited the whole thing and they presented it to audiences and then all the BVS feedback like of problems with it, they went back and they're like, "Oh dang, all the complaints about that other movie." It's like they're talking about this movie. It has the same exact problems. Uh, people are going to hate this. But the trailers we made were so good. And so they're like, I know. Let's get the trailer company to make the whole movie. So they went to the trailer, the company that made this awesome trailers. They really got the trailer company to do it? Yeah. So they cut a whole new version of the movie by the trailer company. And they presented that to people. And people were like, ah, we kind of like it here. We kind of don't like it here. It doesn't really completely work. And so, okay, I know what we'll do. We'll just combine what we had and the trailer version and make a big mishmash mush of the whole movie. That always and, works. And that is what we are going to see this weekend. All right. Well, I will say this, that the the comic Suicide Squad is pretty good. And the concept of the suicide squad is pretty good. But as soon as I saw that the that Jared Leto was playing a version of the Joker that had Joker tattoos, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, the creative people behind this movie are not going in a direction that's going to appeal to me. Well, the Juggaloker. Is that is that a thing people are saying? Did I just did I just invent that? <laughs> you may have. All right. See all these blank spaces Print that are it. in our conversation? Yeah. We're, we just need... Um, no, that's all going to get cut out. We, we need Alex and Kyle to just... When they get on, they can just say like, Yeah! Okay! <laughs> that's really funny. <laughs> that's a good idea. I was just going to get one, to Mark. like... <laughs> good one, Jesse. <laughs> that's great. Oh my goodness. Was that a Guy Fieri impression? Mark, that was really inappropriate. Ah, poop jokes again. Sounds very good. I don't see why we have to bring race into it. You're a wizard, Harry. (laughs) That one I am going to (laughs) use. Okay, let's see. We've talked about a movie. Uh, we've talked about uh, animal animals. We need some other common. We got to fill in the, the common wizard opinions topic gaps. We got to talk about poops, uh, butts a little bit, maybe wieners. Um, time travel. We haven't talked about time travel at all. Uh, oh yeah, I just saw a time travel movie. What was that movie? Oh, I just watched um, eleven twenty two sixty three, which is great. Oh, the Netflix. Is that like a miniseries or is that a it's movie? a it's a, a Hulu miniseries, a Hulu, Hulu miniseries. original miniseries, an eight part series, um, that involves time travel, and that is one of my my very keen interests of story plot devices. Is that um, the guy who traveled back in time and didn't save JFK? Um, that's not entirely accurate. Oh, um, hey, but but there is there is suspense and you don't know if he's going to save jfk or not um chris cooper is like this guy that runs a hamburger shop and he has a secret door in his hamburger shop that he goes back into 1960 um 
mainly he goes there just to go to a butcher shop to buy hamburger meat and mm. sell it in his modern day butcher or his modern day diner. Um, and that's, that's pretty much interesting. The, that's like the only reason point. he uses this time travel device. Um, and so then he comes up with the conspiracy theory. Hey, if we stop the assassination of JFK, then the world will be so much better. Like Vietnam will never happen. And, um, the world will just be a better place. And so he recruits, um, James Franco to go back to the past and do this whole thing. But you go back to 1960 and the assassination is 1963. So you have to go like live for three years. Oh, um, wow. And you'll come back and it'll be like 15 minutes after you left. Hmm. No matter how long you're, if you're in there like five seconds or three years, it's like 15 minutes after you left. And it's an interesting way of doing it because if you go in and you like chop down a tree, then you come to the future, then that tree is gone. So, but then you go into it again and you come straight back out and then the tree is there again. So every time oh, you go that in iteration, you didn't chop it down. Right. Yeah. So everything resets as soon Wait, as you so go what in. What happens to the beef? All the beef this guy is buying. Is this just infinite beef? So this is like infinite beef and he pays like a dollar for it and sells it for, you know, he buys literally the same beef every time. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait a second. So if he goes in on Monday, buys this magic beef and sells it to a, cooks it into a hamburger and sells it to a guy Monday night, Tuesday morning, when he walks into that time machine, the guy from Monday never ate that hamburger. He is sans beef. He's, this guy has just found a unique way of cheating people out of food after they've already eaten it. <laughs> Interesting. That guy's that. never going to get those calories back. Hmm. Does he even remember eating the beef? Huh. That's an interesting way of thinking about it because regular time progresses, but not... I don't know what that is. I found, I found the plot hole. <laughs> <laughs> I found a beef hole. <laughs> and now we talked about butts. Hey, there we go. Well, I don't know if uh, Alex or Kyle are ever going to get on. That's so. what I think. I'm fine with that. I'm happy talking into you. So, You're a hairy wizard. What movies have I seen recently? I went to see Central Intelligence. That was well, so funny. It was so, so funny. I loved Central Intelligence. It was great. Um, and, you know, it was directed by Ed Helms. Um, no, I didn't know that. You know who he is, yeah? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Hangover so guy. I'm looking forward to seeing what else Ed Helms is going to do in the future. He did a great... So much of that show also looked like improv. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then the bloopers, you can kind of see, like, must there must have been a bunch of improv in it. The bloopers were so good. The blooper where... Uh, oh, what's his name? Not The Rock. Kevin Hart. Kevin. The part where Kevin Hart is talking about his secret CIA, or The Rock's CIA code name, and he's like, man, that's just a made-up name. That doesn't mean anything. It's a stupid name made up by stupid people like The Rock. <laughs> like Sting and The Rock. <laughs> like Sting and The Rock. <laughs> Thank you.
Uh, I also saw the new Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Also awesome. I enjoyed Which, it. I enjoyed it. It was a good movie. Wasn't really a Star Trek movie. And I've noticed this, like, a, a, an unfortunate pattern with the newer Star Trek movies. And that is, oh, well, let's just blow up the Enterprise in, like, the first 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of crummy. In in the second new Star Trek movie, that kind of made sense because it was like an homage to Wrath of Khan, and he did not have the you know that happened in the Wrath of Khan. He lost the Enterprise and all this kind of stuff. Uh, in fact, had to blow up the Enterprise himself. But in this one, I was like, really? Like fifteen minutes into the movie, you're just going to destroy the Enterprise again? And the biggest problem I have with it is at the end there there's this really awesome high-speed shot of the Enterprise being rebuilt by all these machines in space stock. Yeah, like really the fake cool. time-lapse. One of my favorite parts of the movie. But they did not change the designation. Ah, oh, yeah, that's true. Which they should have. But they rebuilt it, and it was Dash A again. I was like, it shouldn't be Dash A. Like, that would have been such a nice little stamp to put on there that, that even people who are just, like, casually fans of Star Trek know about the ship designations like you don't have to be a hardcore nerd about star trek to know that and that lets me know that oh well the people who made this movie wanted to make a good movie and they did but they didn't really care about making a star trek movie right and they've they've said that repeatedly as as super fanboys complain about it not being star trekky enough they're saying well we're trying to appeal to everybody so deal with it yep it feels like a movie that was written anything star trek yeah, it it feels like a movie that was written by someone who likes Star Trek, but like directed and produced by someone who doesn't really care. Yeah, because Simon Pegg, Simon Pegg wrote it. Because the dialogue is very Star Trek, the characterizations are very Star Trek, like the characters are very, very Star Trek. But like the general plot and like bombasticness of the movie is not very Star Trek. Yeah, well like... Simon Pegg, I think he's a big Star Trek fan. He's a, he's a huge Star Trek nerd. So, yeah. That, that was my opinion about the Star Trek. Good movie, though. I think the older Chris Pine gets, the more he looks like William Shatner, and that's great. I like the little throwbacks, like the little little things, like the picture at the end, and dead Admiral Spock. Uh, I mean, the other Spock. Yeah, other Spock. That Yeah, there's there, there was a lot of good touches. Like, it, it's still, like, it's definitely a Star Trek movie, and there's enough touchstones to it, but there, there's still a lot of stuff where it's like, really, the Enterprise is going to like surf, like actually surf on, surf on evil ships to the tune of rat, like with bombastic rap music. Like, okay, it was a nice. The actual song they chose was a nice throwback. I did appreciate that, but at the same time, it's like that's too stupid. Like Star Trek has a lot of bombastic bombasticness and craziness in it like it's inherently a dumb show i think i've expressed that before but it's not like that kind of dumb you know what i mean right all right it's not supposed to be fun mark star trek's not (laughs) supposed to be fun All right, everyone, that's going to do it for this episode. Again, thanks for listening. Sorry about the quality, but hey, now that we're recording again, look forward to some more podcasts coming out soon.
sit, Ubu, sit. Good dog. I think uh, I think I'm going to try and make them shorter anyway because that was one of my Ranish criti- criticisms when he reviewed my podcast. But anyway, I'll let you go. I'll Especially let you go for a conversational media. one. I love you. Good luck. Bye. Bye.